Welcome to the Speaking Words of Life for Educators podcast, where we shine a bright light on your incredible call of carrying the kingdom of God into your classroom, school, and community. It's here that you'll be transformed by the truth of your identity and activated to live the full life Jesus paid for. I'm your host, Jessica Glover, and I warmly welcome you to get ready to be encouraged, strengthened, and activated today in your position in the world of education. I am so glad you're here. I am looking forward to this evening to introduce to you my friend, Felita Cars. I want to share her with you because first and foremost, our topic tonight is all about holding onto the word in hard times. But the fun part is that Felita has been an educator. And so I am looking forward to giving you a brief overview of her history and education and also how we met. So welcome, Felita. Thank you so much, Jessica. I am blessed and honored to be here with you. Thank you. Okay. So Felita has taught seven years in middle school public English in the Prince George's County, Maryland school district. And then she did her master's at John Hopkins because she saw that she could have greater impact at that higher level, which I totally get. I was headed in that same direction. Could have greater impact over our staff, over our students, and helping to change probably an environment that needs some changing. (laughs) And then she stepped into the vice principal role. And then she had an opportunity to work on Capitol Hill, lobbying for educational issues. And then Felita got to open up a private Christian school for K-3. I'm excited for her to share more about that in the DC area. Pre-K. Oh, pre-K through three. Okay. Yeah. Then I want to share about how we met because you've had all this experience and now you are wife to someone who works with a politician in the state of Kansas, which is super fun. And she's a mom of two little boys. Kindergarten and pre-K. Felita lives in Topeka, Kansas, and I live in Wichita. And we met through a friend named Donna Lippelt, who has a ministry called Culture Shield that really is making our citizens aware of upholding righteousness in the land, coming back to why America was created and keeping God's standards in our public sphere on all different mountains. But Felita and I both have a heart for education. And we got to have an opportunity via Donna to travel our state together and to get to know one another. And Felita happened to be speaking on helping the public be aware of how CRT has been creeping into our curriculum in the school system. And then I was invited to speak about bringing kingdom into the classroom. And so we've just had a really fun getting to know you by traveling the miles of the car and staying in interesting places <laughs> and also seeing people be encouraged and inspired by ways that, that God is in a good mood. He's up to good things and he wants to use us in the public sphere. No matter what area we serve in, he wants to leak out, to get out of us and to share the good news of Jesus and also demonstrate the kingdom as we go. And so I'm excited to share Felita with you tonight. Thank you so much, Jessica. Yes. <laughs> well, let's get started with our interview. We have, our first question is, how has the word changed your vision for God's call on your life in the world of education? Well, I think of in scripture, Proverbs 16, 9 says, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And I love the way the Amplified, that was NIV, but I love the way that the Amplified says, a man's mind plans his way. As he journeys through life, but the Lord directs his steps and he establishes them. As I was working, you mentioned that I worked in Prince George's County, Maryland. I started out as a teacher, eighth grade English. I went back to school, got my master's degree. 
and I was a vice principal in the school system and I was uh, growing and learning a lot and I was being, uh, I was kind of, I could see myself moving up and I, there was talk of promotion for me and mm-hmm. looking like, you know, they wanted to promote me to be a principal, but you know, the Lord, he stepped in, he redirected my course and I ended up leaving after almost 10 years uh, the Maryland school system, and I right. went to lobby on Capitol Hill, and you mentioned that as well. Yeah. And so I worked for this organization called Concerned Women for America, and the Lord has a way of doing things in our lives when we are open to it and allowing it. It completely redirected my course. I mean, this was a political organization, and I was apolitical, really. I was very green mm-hmm. on all of those things. But the Lord knew what he had for my future. Even my husband, I married a politician, really. Mm-hmm. And I, he, the Lord would say to me when I was like, Lord, because I was very uncomfortable. I mean, I'm an educator. I don't know anything about sitting at a desk or lobbying or administrative. And I would play. I was so uncomfortable, so very uncomfortable. And the Lord kept saying, I kept hearing, you are in training. Mm. Just trust me, Felita, trust me. And I would read, trust the Lord with all your heart and the, and the Psalms and the Proverbs and lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. So I was really leaning on his word to understand that process. That's so encouraging because I just think about all the different things that even the teachers are in right now, whatever they're facing or whatever you're in. It's like just remembering that every step, the Lord wastes nothing. He's not going to waste any challenge that we've been in. He's not going to waste any blessing. It's like, it all gets used to prepare us for the next thing he's called us in. That's why it's so important that we do know the times and the seasons, like the sons of Issachar, like we are stationed to be somewhere for a time. And sometimes he moves us on, or even the assignment. We've talked a little bit about that in this group, Felita, and it's like, Sometimes we're called to do something in particular in a building. And then the next year, the Lord will say, now I want you to focus on this. And so we move to the next thing, but each step builds on the next. He prepares us. It's good. And when you look, only when you look back, do you see that? But when you're in it, in the moment, in the season of it, it's all about trust. It's all about listening, obeying, trusting and obeying. Yeah. It's the journey. And sometimes the trusting is hard. (laughs) <laughs> it pushes us like, Jesus, do you know what you're doing? Do you know what you're asking all me? Of us, we all <laughs> deal with that. We all have our struggles in that area as we're growing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how have you used the word to like wielding the word, like a sword, like the, the Bible talks about the sword. It's, it cuts between bone and marrow, flesh and the spirit. It cuts between things. So how have you wielded the word to fight the good fight as a powerful weapon in finding victory in your mind in the education world? Okay, that very question brought a scripture to mind. It is in mm-hmm. First Timothy chapter 6, 11, and this is what the Lord says. But as for you, O man of God, flee from these things, aim at and pursue righteousness, true goodness, moral conformity to the character of God, godliness, the fear of the Lord, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. And then he says, fight the good fight of faith. He says, in the conflict with evil, which just living in our bodies, there's going to be a conflict. The flesh wants what it wants. And then we also have all of these distractions and things pulling at us all the time. The Lord 
He says, fight that good fight of faith and take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and for which you made the good confession of faith in the presence of many witnesses. First Timothy 6, 11 through 12. And so God's word is powerful. I mean, I, I cannot emphasize enough. When I was a little girl, I grew up in a Baptist church and the Baptist church, they're known for their teaching scripture. The, okay. the biblical, the, de- the sound doctrine. Yeah, yeah. So from a very young age, my mother, she was my Sunday school teacher. And that word got in my heart when I was young. Yeah. And I had a zeal for his word. I fell in love with his yeah. word. And when I became older, more mature, I remember asking God to give me more love, to give me a revelation of his word and his love. Because when I think of his word, it's, it's Jesus himself melted on paper on page and the word oh, beautiful. became flesh in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god that's first john yeah. one and so it's like he has done that it is such mm-hmm. a passion it, it's really the air that i breathe yeah so it, it is through his word that you get to know his character it is through his word that you get that intimacy with him you get to learn of him you begin to, your ear will really begin to hear the Lord a little more clear. He says, my sheep, they know my voice. They hear my voice and they know me. And that comes through learning of him, spending time with him in scripture and reading the Bible. Yes. And it's all a part. That's so good. That's so fun that you grew up in the Baptist church because I grew up in a, a vineyard church and what I was hungry for, they had a lot of the spirit, but I wanted more of the word. And so I would go to youth group at a friend's church just because they did like sword drills and they memorized scripture and things. It was the best thing for me. We even fasted at one point together just from sugar, but it was really hard as a seventh grader doing that. And we did it for two weeks as a uh, small women's group. And those friends at school that went to that church too became like sweet buddies for a season. It's just, I don't know. I just, that's really fun. That is sweet. And I love that you, even from a child, you wanted more. Yeah. Oh, I was hungry. Yeah. And there's, and I I love the gifts. I love the charismatic. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, Holy Spirit moving, teaching, Mm -hmm. learning, but that word. So I think our, our minds, even though you know, the battle's always in the mind. Like, what are we believing? We've talked a little bit in this group about mindset. If we're, yes. we're truly believing what Jesus paid for, then we are the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We're kingdom people walking in the power and authority of Jesus yeah. that he already gained through his death and resurrection. But we have to actually step into it. So it's yes. like this combination of, I know the word, but now I'm going to step into it. And that's where I feel like friend Holy Spirit comes in. And it's like, he empowers us by his spirit to do the thing that we're called to do. So it's that beautiful marriage of both. Absolutely. Right. That's the beauty. Yes. So good. You just nailed it. You just nailed it. Did you ever use truth declarations over yourself when you were working in the public sphere for education? Because we have some teachers working on like writing declarations and saying them over themselves. I was fortunate enough to be at a church when I was in education at that time and they taught about declaration. Awesome. I unfortunately did not have your book <laughs> or something <laughs> that was that, that type of a tool, but I did learn to speak and decree and declare. Yeah. And I, I can just remember a story once when I was teaching mm-hmm. in Prince George's County, and it was a very difficult school. We had some really tough kids, 
And unfortunately, the administration was not as strong. It just felt dark in the hallway, very dark. And I would just decree God's word and it encouraged me. Yeah. You know, like um, Psalms 27, the Lord is my light and my, my favorite. Him should I fear. I have nothing to fear. I, I I don't have to be afraid of anything or anyone or any person. And it would encourage me. It would strengthen me. And it really got me through a tough season. Those, I would read different Psalms and declare them. And it was really, you know, the word never returns back void. It says That's that right. in the book of Isaiah. It doesn't return void. And God, he, he did that. He did that huge work in my heart. And I think too, Felita, it's like, it encourages your own spirit because your spirit man hears the truth and it wakes up yes. and it, it basically is dancing. That's a picture I get. But we have no idea that when you did that in the hallway, how kids are affected by the atmosphere because you are shifting it while you're speaking truth. And yes. so we were even talking about on Monday in our um, Become a Beacon of Hope course about how sometimes it's just about carrying God's presence and being in a situation. It's not even about us necessarily having to do something. It's him in us that just kind of wants to get out. And sometimes it's just by doing something simple to lift your own spirit by declaring the word that shifts things. And the kids feel it. The staff feels it. And I'm sure that they knew when you left because there's a shift even with this person's presence leaves, just like we do, we feel with anyone, but there's something significant. I think when someone is carrying the very presence of God, you know, I have had students and adults say to me when about my classroom, when they would come on my classroom, I love being in your classroom. There's something about the classroom. Yes. it was the presence of the Lord in my classroom. Amen. I mean, I would have my oil anointing, you know, the chairs praying that. through that classroom. The kids would come in declaring for the day sometimes. And I think that's what they were experiencing, but they didn't understand it. Yes. That's so encouraging because we have some people that have been asking, how do we set the atmosphere? And we've touched a tiny bit on our words, but then also what we can do ahead of time to get the day ready. Declaring the Lord's word, yes. anointing. That's really, that's really right. good. I hope you've enjoyed the first part of this interview with Felita Cars and that you've grabbed a hold of a few golden nuggets about holding on to the word of God in hard times. Please join us next week for part two as Felita continues to testify of her own experiences of following God in the world of education. My prayer is that her connection with friend Holy Spirit and the word of God will spur you on as you finish this school year in the strength of God's might. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends in education so they too can be strengthened and encouraged in living their kingdom identity out loud in this pivotal hour. And please subscribe to be the first to hear about my newest resources, in-person and online events, and received my inspiring bi-monthly newsletter by subscribing to speakingwordsoflife.com forward slash podcast. And be sure to find me on the socials at Speaking Words of Life number four educators. That's Speaking Words of Life for educators. Until next time, don't forget that you're a carrier of God's goodness and what you're doing every day in your classroom is changing lives.